Hey guys, what's going on? It's John and Ryan from No Holding Back going through the last week in sports. This is going to be pretty simple, just like we spoke last week. The NFL draft has gone through Nashville, and we are going to touch on our teams that we liked, our teams we disliked, and the picks that we hated. And from there, we're going to even speak about some of the nonsense that went on during the draft and how it was being reported by some of these media outlets that we like to rip on on this podcast. And then to cap it all off, we're going to go into the NBA playoffs. This is kind of really where my my uh, attention actually goes to towards the NBA season is right here in the semifinals. So, Ryan, let's start us off. Who was your favorite picks in the draft here so i see yeah i mean i i can't really say a a team per se but some of the teams i like i love what the ravens did so they landed two marquee receivers to go with their offense right so they're just not stagnant running the ball with lamar jackson they got hollywood brown who's going to open things up so you have a guy who runs as fast as he does you throw him to the outside and you also have, they also drafted Miles Boykin from Notre Dame, a big, tall receiver, about 6'3", and also another fast guy. So that's going to open up some lanes for him, give him some outlets to throw to. I think they can get real creative with what they want to do with uh, Brown. And I love the pick of Sack Daddy Ferguson. Yeah, I mean he's going to be there to replace Suggs and 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 all those guys that they ended up losing from free agency this past year. Uh, and it's it's a very very interesting. And I didn't really know this until the end that Hollywood Brown from Oklahoma is Antonio Brown's cousin. So I think that um, that pedigree is going to speak volumes. I think, I think they had a very good draft and, and justice Hill too. And another ultra quick player in the running back game from Oklahoma state. So, um, yeah, he, he's been hurt, right? Yeah. He's been hurt back, but But, I I think it's a great flyer in the fourth to get him. I, I just really liked what they did. They played the board smart. They made the trade with the Eagles to move back three picks swapping. It's like they trade every other year going back and forth, but um, this year, how how about that? Uh, that interesting note, the the value of trading this year. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't I didn't really get it, especially coming from me. I mean, we spoke about this last week when we were doing our mock draft. We thought that uh, the Jets I, were I, in prime I position, think I right? I said that right, yeah. tonight That the picks weren't going to be in high demand. Well, it was such a weird draft because of. All the leaks that were coming out, all of the assumed picks that people had really kind of just deemed like a lock to go to certain teams. Yeah, and you have one front office just laying off all its scouts. Right. I mean, it was it was one of those like weird drafts that uh, it brought a lot of attention, and and as you could see, it was the highest rated NFL draft in league history. So, right, that and, goes and, to show there. Yeah. And we saw the smoke coming from organizations that were just bad organizations. Right. Well, usually when you see smoke, is you can really pinpoint a lot of the bad organizations. I mean, we'll get to them. Those bad organizations ended up showing oh, their true They were colors. all clusters. Right, right. So I think um, before we get to those bad organizations, Sorry. I think we get, need get to get ahead of myself. Because we know Ryan really wants to dig into those. But I think uh, one of the other yeah. one of the other uh, teams that we that we should really discuss so is bad definitely bad news for you. I think your division is getting a lot tougher. Right. Yeah, now that we look at now that we look at the board. <laughs> so Bills, I love what the Bills did, grabbing Oliver at nine. I mean, that was he was either going of one of two places. He was either going to um the Raiders if they decided to pick him, and then we'll get to the Raiders later. But I think the next best place for him was the Bills. I mean they, yeah, they they couldn't have Bring up to that podium fast enough, man. I know, I know, and 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 he couldn't run up to the podium to to seek it out. He just fit. like ran right through that tunnel. I mean, Oliver, like we said, he's going to be a game changer. I think Cody Ford to protect Josh Allen. That's what you really need to yeah, do. Mean, nasty. I mean, even though that they spent a lot of money in free agency on the offensive line, you know, um, you gotta protect your asset. Absolutely, and I do think Singletary is is a great kind of. LaShawn McCoy, like poor version LaShawn McCoy. 
I think that that's probably something that they're they may address and maybe trade Lashawn like midseason. I can definitely see yeah, that. Yeah, cut him too because he's making a lot of money. Right. I, I don't know how much, how much dead, but Singletary is kind of a small scat back. I know he weighs over two hundred, but he's still five eight. Yeah, I mean, it it really is. It's become really a two a two back league. You don't really want those guys putting no, a lot of pressure you, on you. you don't. So I mean, and you can't be reliant. Guys get so much tread, so many injuries, especially with concussions. It, it, it's a rough position, and you just never know when a guy's going to get hurt. You can't Absolutely. let it hold you up. And one of the things that you need to consider when you get into the later parts of the draft is you're filling for depth. If you end up finding a starter in the later rounds, the fourth, fifth rounds, you know that those those are your gems that you find. You're not trying to find a star there. How about Josh Allen going number seven for the second year in a row? Yeah, that was good. That was good. I, I I ended up seeing a lot of people mention that. I thought I thought I thought Josh Allen was just kind of a a gift to the, the uh, to the Jags. Rich get richer right I on know, that line, man. Especially considering how the the Giants just fumbled this draft. Yeah, I I like that pick for the Jags. The rest of their draft was so so for me, so I I couldn't really include them in drafts I love. But they did make the smart number one, like we say. You nail your number one picks. And then you're fine. Right. Right. I mean, you have to be able to draft for the best player available, Mm -hmm. not for need. And that is why every single year, the New England Patriots, regardless of being the best team that won the Super Bowl, they come back with a haul. How did they get these players? Like, I, I understand. First of all, my biggest problem is, is that I don't know why teams continue to try and trade with the Patriots. Oh, no. It, you will never win a trade with Bill Belichick. It's, was, just, not, I, it's just not I happening. shot you the screenshot of the Eagles phone. Right. And I was like, all right, there's about 10 teams not on there. Obviously, all three, three teams in division. In division. But the one noticeable one, Pats weren't on there. But why? Sh- why should you? I just don't Never. understand. You don't get value. That, Stay away. It's crazy because you look at their top picks. What do they need the most out of out of You're this? You're never going to get value from them. No, and then <laughs> they pick the best receiver, in my opinion, in the right. draft, in the Keel Harry. And then anybody who plays for them has uh, right a purpose. So in their system, they have an exact purpose. They know exactly what they do well, mm-hmm. and they put them. They they just draft so well to know their needs. But look, look but it's their value. coaching too. I mean, right. their coaching is able to. The reason why their offense was so dynamic was the fact that they were able to highlight Gronk and then build different routes and and, and different route combinations off of his skill sets. I think they're going to do the same thing with Nikhil Harry. He's a big-bodied wide receiver that's going to be able to do those same things. And then you have Edelman cutting under. The, it's just going to be another oh. year. And then, then they got Williams, the biggest corner in the draft. Who's going to be a great Six compliment four. for... Um, Monster. Right. He's going to be a great compliment. Who's, what's the wide receiver's name over there? Um, it's Wow, it's escaping me right now. He was the best corner in the league. Kid from Buffalo that they signed in a free agent. The big money receiver Stefan Gilmore I got it. yeah I'm here <laughs> but then they picked the most Patriots player in the draft which I, was, that was your boy. I know I wanted him but I, I was I was okay with them you know the pick I loved was getting Yannick just late yeah coming off an injury right this guy's a monster of a tackle I'm just thinking to myself they're gonna coach this guy up and if Four or five years, he's going to be signing a mega deal right. with some other team. It's going to be gonna, crazy. He's going to be Nate Solder and, and right. you know Brown, Trent Brown all over again. And then you know when we say rich get richer, they ended up adding the starting running back from uh, from the Alabama yeah, national team. Th- good thing that Alabama running backs are never good. Well, besides for Ingram, <laughs> yeah, he's doing pretty well. He, and, and I it's think a joke. I know. I get it. I, I have a sense of humor here. Okay, so we're looking at the board. I guess we'll stay in the AFC East. We have to talk about Miami because they made the big move. Uh, I think their biggest move was the trade, but their well, first well, move, Wilkins, yeah, getting on the stage, doing a little chest bump, trying to do a little chest bump let, with the let, commissioner. Let's talk about a team that has historically done tar- terribly in the draft, right? Or mm-hmm. around that. Maybe that was your old boy, Tannenbaum. Probably, most likely. Uh, but they stood pat. They didn't cave under pressure when the Cardinals, you know, mm-hmm. that pick, whatever butcher fire they had going on. But they stayed pat, got Wilkins, 
and then the audacity to trade back in the second round, get a future 2020 pick dropped from, what, 48th to 62nd, mm-hmm. and then trade the 67th pick to the Cardinals for Rosen. But that's just, they were saying, you know, we wanted a second round pick, they wanted a second round pick. And, and first of all, the fact that the, the Cardinals thought that they played their hands so well that oh, we think we can get a first-round pick for Josh Rosen. You guys are out of your mind. Yeah. And basically, that 60-second pick is basically so similar to Now Miami has assets next year, so if Rosen doesn't work out, they spend nothing, and they have future picks on a good quarterback draft. Right. They, they might even tank and be up there. And then or they, or they have the assets. Yeah, right. so if he's good, yes, awesome. If he's not... Whatever. More draft capital. Exactly. So essentially, just so everybody knows, it was it was Josh Rosen for a, the second round pick, which was the sixty second pick, and then uh, a next year's fifth round. I believe it was a no, this year's fifth round. Yeah, fifth six swap or something. Right. Like that. So then there was conditions around that. So yeah. I, I, when you look at it, it's basically Rosen for a fifth because they got that second round pick. And then when they, they got back. Dieter uh, from Wisconsin. Right. So then you can short Bars. that offensive yeah. line. You know, I, it's 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 crazy to say that the AFC East now, which is uh, has three quarterbacks that were drafted in the top ten in the same division from last year, plus the greatest quarterback of all time, and then all three of those teams ended up improving their dra- their their team with their draft hall, and that's coming from a Jet fan. Yeah, <laughs> you want to talk about your Jets a little bit? I mean, we can. I, I, I think it was it was really tough for them considering they only had four picks and how, how do you feel about them staying pat with number three, right? There, there wasn't any value as we saw, like no trades. Well, I, the, the trades that were out there, there was, nobody was getting any value, right? You weren't no. getting next year first like you usually would in multiple other assets, like a second or something like that. Like Pittsburgh's trade. They didn't give up next year first. Right. And they ended up getting up and getting a man. I know. I know. The thing that everyone needs to understand is that there's two things when it comes to trading out of, in this case, the top five pick, is that, yes, you are getting more draft capital, and the idea is that you will have more chances to hit on players with the more chances you have to pick. But when you're picking or have the chance to pick arguably the best player in the draft who many compare to one of the best defensive players in football, it's it's really tough to, you know, not ask for a lot to move back. It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, we rave about Ed Oliver who went to nine. I think that there's a huge gap between Quinn Williams and Ed Oliver. Yeah, I agree. So I think if that's the case, you end up getting the best player in the draft again. I, I think you have a higher floor. Right. But I also think there's not a lot of guys that come out of the draft where you have a high floor, but that player also has a high ceiling. The guy walked out on the stage with fucking braces. He's a baby. And he's a massive, massive Right. Baby. So you don't, you don't see a lot of guys like that. So that's why you do that. And then they took a risk with Polite, who just ended up having an awful pre-draft process. Guy came out of the SEC in Florida. Terrible. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I want to know what the, who What's up was... with all the Florida guys? You had Chauncey Gardner-Johnson drafting. A lot of these guys from Florida, they man. Just, what, they just end up on? hiring the wrong, like, agents instead. Like, who, who decides to tell an outside linebacker that it's a good idea for him to get up from 245 to 263 pounds and then try to perform at the combine? That doesn't make any sense. No. And then you got people saying that, Oh, he'll be an undersized linebacker. The last time I checked, Von Miller is two fifty. So uh, it's it's just kind of baffles me that some of those things happen. But you know, and then they tried moving up in the second before polite to get Harmon. That was a rumor. There was a trade in place with the Eagles. Right. Um, If the Chiefs didn't trade up and steal Harmon from you guys, mm -hmm. the Eagles and the Jets had a trade lined up. Nobody knows the value per se, but. That right. was supposedly there. It would have been 
I mean, a lot of people compared him to like a poor man's version of Tyreek Hill. Just fast guy over the middle, is able to return punts, same type of back. Very or same type of Very receiver, new to me. the receiver position, didn't play it in high school, was a defensive back. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he has a while to go learning the routes, mm-hmm. but that pure athleticism is there. Right, exactly. So, I mean, they, they took risks you know that's what you're supposed to do when you don't have those picks and then we'll see what happens but you know overall i thought they i thought they did pretty well and maybe greg williams will be able to do something but moving on to another team that's in the afc but out into the west i think a team that everyone thought that was going to be in the josh rosen sweep sweepstakes were the chargers and talk about a team two years in a row letting players fall to them i know i know i mean so tillery was a guy who laid in the process whose name started creeping up the boards, right? A lot a lot of teams or a lot of scouts out there started talking about why isn't this guy in the top right. for defensive tackles? Like he was getting overlooked. Yeah, Nerdeems had some flops come out mm-hmm. for a defensive tackle. Maybe that's a negative connotation on him. Um but he solidifies that line. They've been missing that great interior presence Mm -hmm. and I think he's going to do well and then you see who else fall to him another guy who was projected to go in late first round in Adderley from Delaware so now you have Derwin James at strong safety and you have Adderley at free safety Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean I think I I just keep thinking that Tillery in the middle just a big body tight end. All he, re- uh, excuse me, defensive tackle. All he's really going to need to do is make sure that he grabs at least another lineman so that Bosa and Ingram can right. come off the eat up, edge. Eat up some real estate. That's all he has to do to to be successful. So I, 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 I thought that they ended up doing a great job in this draft. And you know their offense is their now offense you have is two clicking. Stellar safeties flying all around. And a lot of teams now are building from the back, which you know you saw that model work very very well with the the Seahawks with Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor. It just it just allows your defense because those are the only two players that can see the entire field and see everybody on the field. So right. it's a benefit but to it, have those guys. But it's hard guys. to do. Absolutely, and if they end, they got a, a great one in, in Derwin last year, and I'm pretty sure Tillery is another one that is going to play very well and complement him very well. So and then Adderley looks the part of the free safety, right? That I right. mean, granted, lower competition, but he has all the attributes. Absolutely, big Absolutely. dude, six two, flies, can make picks, has mm-hmm. some hands for a safety. No, I think I you know his comp is is actually you know to one of your favorite players on the Eagles is is, is Jenkins, and I, and I think he embodies that type of player. I don't know if he's the same type of tackler, and I don't think he can play. It'll be interesting to say to see if they can adjust the two positions and flip between Derwin right, but and it, Adderley. But, it, but it, yeah, if you if you can interchange them, you know Derwin's going to lay the wood. Right, right, exactly. But so, do you need to almost? But it it makes it tougher to pr- predict what's going on correct. if you can can interchange them. Correct, so correct. If they're able to do that, man, watch out. Right. Chargers are going to be forced to reckon with. Yeah. And then then I'd love to pick of Easton Stick. Great name. <laughs> Sticking with typical like Philip Rivers type names. I, and, I bet you one of his great, ten kids great is that name. QB school. Right. North Dakota State. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> My Wentz favoritism. Hopefully he's not as injured as Wentz. Oh. But I, I guess since we're talking about Wentz and we're going down that route, I mean, I think, you know, since we had to talk about my Jets, let's talk about your birds. I think one of the highlights of their draft was stealing Andre Dillard from the Texans, who um, the Texans are definitely one of our worst worst teams. Right. But. When you when you when we looked at doing pre draft in the mock, right. We looked at Texans, we said, shit. Their offensive line is worse than Swiss cheese. Right. They have no one, no tackles, a first year offensive line coach, and they sit back, they're looking at their board, they see Dillard falling. The best best pass pro guy out there. Yeah, they say he needs some work, right? But the guy took the most amount of sets out there in pass protection. And you sit back and you don't do anything? Like, just thinking this guy's going to fall to you? And then the Eagles 
Howie just came up and sneaked him. He does it every year. And then he comes back in the later rounds and then grabs like... Right. Talk talk about a good smoke screen. He, he's talking up the defensive line the whole time. Mm-hmm. Didn't go one defensive player in the first... I know. They're, all their picks. They, I know. I, good teams, good front offices do and produce great smoke screens. Yeah. And, and then they come out with... Sanders, Miles Sanders from Penn State. Low tread on the tires. He, lo- he looks up. like he's got some hips, man. Five-star player, so... He's a good one for... for we'll we'll uh, see. I, I think... Them. I think he does well playing out of the shotgun like they like to do. 75% um, of the time. Right, right. The zone runs. And then you get J.J. coming from Stanford. I mean, I think they... Yeah, they under the radar drive. player. The, a lot of people have come out and said he's slow, but one of the interesting things is he ran a 4-9 four, four at 6-3. Mm-hmm. But they, a lot of scouts out there said they clocked him lower to 4-4, four, four, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Big basketball player, grew up playing basketball, can box out. Red zone threat where they... Uh, regressed last year and they struggled so it gives them another big body down <coughs> in the red zone which will be very interesting with those weapons and a project to learn from the bodyguard Jason Peters absolutely I mean and then you could play him at you can play him well, you're not going to play him at right tackle but I think it's more of for um, yeah talk about two athletic tackles I know. I, I, I like it the more I look at it. When we talked about it at first, I was like, Ugh. But you know what? Those are the type of those are the type of plays. Exactly. That you're it's to make. it's not sexy, but it's smart. Well, offensive linemen are never sexy in the first round. And sure. I, I couldn't believe how he pulled the trigger on a running back that high. Well, you know what? As you can see, this we'll is see. the way the league's going. So um, now do you do you want to get I, into I wanna touch on one of the interesting tidbits that I saw out there, right? Okay. Darrell Henderson going to the Rams. What? Well, I mean, we saw this last um, during the playoff run, right? With the Rams, mm-hmm. Gurley out there, shelve himself. What's going on? No injury updates. Is he fine? Is he not? Now they draft Henderson, who I like. I like a lot. Yeah, but you that that they went to the Super Bowl, but. They have a lot of holes on that team. Uh, they they hired a bunch of assassins. So I, I don't understand the pick unless you know something but is John, wrong with your star he's player. Next great coach. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> I mean, there. That's just very telling, and I and I wonder. I don't wonder how Gurley's sitting there thinking like you've just basically replaced me, and you're gonna say, oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two backs for the rest of uh, or how, 2019. How do all their players season. feel, right? So they go out, they hire all these players, they pay them, and they're not right paying their own. I, I you know, it's it's the the dream team as as we saw that really worked out in Philly when they when they did that with Vince Young. <laughs> I, they have a center issue. Burn. They have a center issue. They have a guard issue. They have they have to replace Mark Barron. They have to. It, it, I I didn't understand that at so, all. So two other. Drafts that I did like too that we didn't get to touch on. Uh, Denver, I really liked how they were patient. Mm-hmm. They traded back. They didn't get the greatest value trade with Pittsburgh, but they still got a great tight end for them. Mm-hmm. Fan. Then they got Reisner, and then they traded back up in the second round and got Locke, the guy that everybody was projecting. So what? Go top ten? They thought they were going to pick him in the tenth, and they what? It was it was good value, and it was something we haven't seen from Denver before. Well, because John Elway is not that good at manipulating the board. We've seen that in previous right. in previous drafts, and he is the exception to the rule about good teams and good front offices and putting up smoke screens. They're one of the reasons why the Giants decided to do what they fucking did, and I mean we'll get to that. We'll get to that nonsense, but right. you. you, you then to go not not to drop back and pick him in the first round, but to then not pick him in your second pick, and then you tr- <laughs> it was it was just a great way to manipulate the board and 100%. and I think that I think they did a really good job. So kudos John Elway and their trade partners. I loved Bush. I mean, watching that guy's highlight video 
where he, his highlight video or when he just completely disrespected uh, that, that, Michigan his, State. That's the highlight video. That's his highlight about? for me. <laughs> just ripping it off. That guy's a savage. He's going to be their stud linebacker, and that's how they control their defense, right through the linebacker position. Absolutely. I don't know that they could have got a better one. No, it was either him or Devin White. So and one I, of the I think he fits their personality. I think so too. I think so too. Um, and then right. A little bit of wild card, Deontay Johnson, the receiver, but... Mm-hmm. We don't question... Receivers going to Pittsburgh, nope. ever. And Justin Lane, a guy who had some legal troubles, cornerback from Michigan State. Mm-hmm. I wonder how that's going to go over, Bush Lane. But a, a gr- great, great cornerback, just in trouble. We've seen Pittsburgh do this before. Yeah, and then they'll see if they can turn them around. I mean, they, they claim they cleanse the, the problems out of their building, so I guess we'll see who's the real problem coming, <laughs> yeah. coming through next this year. So, uh, you want to you hit on... You have another interesting pick there, or what? Or you want to you you just get into it? Yeah. my my. You know who I'll throw under the bus first? It's okay. ESPN. Okay. Uh, so, the interesting pick that we saw was Simmons going to Tennessee which I have no clue what the hell they're doing because they can't wait on players. They're not a good team as is, but he's a great pick. I, they just can't wait. They don't have players. Yeah, so I, just just to kind of clarify and what they tried to do, I, we mocked, we mocked um, I think I ended up mocking a, um, a defensive lineman to them, not, not Simmons. I thought he was going to go a little bit later. You ended up drafting, I think, think a wide receiver to them so we both we both were on the opposite sides of the line I think he might have went to offensive line yeah offensive line help so one of the things that transpired over Thursday because there's never any short of um, surprises when the NFL draft comes along Jeffrey Simmons from Mississippi State was probably going to be a top five top ten pick until he tore his ACL Unfortunately, in high school, he ended up going through a situation where he was defending his mother and, assist- and his sister in a fight and ended up breaking up a fight but throwing a couple of extra punches at, at the woman that was um, attacking his mother and, and, and his sister. So, yeah, we get that, but then ESPN decides to, th- while the kid gets drafted, the best moment of his entire life who's who's had a perfect track record up and since then ha- has been at charity events for abused women and, and shelters and, and doing all these things they decide to put the video up on the broadcast right in like, place of his highlights like what the, what in what world is that okay none like who are you tmz we we talk about this constantly like stick to what we people like about espn the sports the content this draft exceeded all the numbers in the past, and then you go and do something like this. People aren't tuning in. The bachelorette parties were the only ones down there who were interested <laughs> we're having in a this. bad problem. Yeah, and that was the only time they tuned in. Right. We're like, hey, what's this? <laughs> and then it it just gives a bad light, man. It, it's it's. And they don't, and then they only show the video where he's punching the woman, but then, but then you go out. And they don't even tell the full story. It's crazy. But it takes them, it takes them 45 minutes to break the news about what's going on with Tyree Kill because he's a star player in the NFL. Like they better get their shit together in regards to ESPN and the NFL about what is really more important. I mean, you got guys that come in that do stupid shit and, you know. It, It was just terrible. Class, classless. Right, and and the the screen up with Trey, it was just all bad. So speaking about classless, let's start with the Giants. Oh, Jesus. So I'm gonna let you go on this because I know you were very excited. I, I feel bad. I when, do you do you to a certain I do you the way the, the way their picks came out. Do you? I don't feel bad at all, but I <laughs> the the turn of events for the Giants. Let's just. It's been absolutely god-awful since last draft when Gettleman took over, passing on your boy to take a running back that we ripped constantly, uh-huh. right? Then they go out, re-sign Odell, and boot Odell. Like, your best player, one of the best, if not the best, receiver in the league. You let him go. Then you let Collins go for nothing when you could have got a compact or signed him um, – for apparently a steal, right. considering what safety's got exactly. on the market. 
you you trade Snacks Harrison for nothing. Oh god. They they got scared at six because they thought other players would draft Jones. Other teams, right. Right. So they thought the Broncos were gonna take him at ten. Nobody wanted Jones. No. Look, he shouldn't have gone before Drew Locke, and Drew Locke went midway through the second. He shouldn't have went before Dwayne Haskins either. No, no, absolutely. I mean, I think this this is just all Mannings and Mara. It has to be. Yeah, but then let's talk about their 16th pick, right? They go with Lawrence, a nose tackle. They drafted a second-round nose tackle last year, the same guy in uh, Thompson. Same player. Same player. Who who got suspended for PEDs in, in at the end of the year? I don't get it. it. And then, so they had three first round picks. Then they trade. Well, they had two, and they traded back into the first to take Baker. Baker wasn't the best cornerback. <laughs> Nobody was even talking about him in the top three cornerbacks. And then you see Greedy fall, and you're sitting there. You're like, what? What are the Giants doing? No, no clue. Like they traded back. It's just. Mind-boggling. Like I, I, I'm just going to tell a quick little story because I went, I went out for the draft. Went down, down uh, on Stone Street um, here in Manhattan. We had like a little draft party and whatnot. And I had, we had a couple Giants fans, a couple Raiders fans. So we, we actually had a pretty good turnout for, for the event. And one of the guys from the Giants was so happy. He was like, "Yes, the board felt perfect" because he was ripping the Raiders pick for for Farrell. And he's like, we're going to get Josh Allen or Ed Oliver. It's, it's the, he loves the hog mollies, blah, 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 blah. Talking so much shit. And then the, the words, Daniel Jones, came out of his mouth. And the whole place erupted. And all I could do is just sit there and smile. They <laughs> fucking deserve it. They do. They really do. Oh, they so- stood behind the Saquon pick all last year. They stood behind the trade of Hotel and back in Gettleman for the reasons... Listen, it, it it's not it, <laughs> it. It's just a terrible, terrible draft for them, Ugh. and it's just a terrible look. Dave Gettleman better hope to God that Jones is a competent, just a competent starter in the league, because we all know Eli Manning was just a competent starter in the league and just ended up lucking himself into two Super Bowls. And yes, I said it; he lucked into two Super Bowls. So, like, it, it's it's it's. Just mind-boggling how a family like the Mannings can drill into the Chargers and having them trade him to the Giants, and when he got drafted in 03, and now do the same thing because Jones knows Cutcliffe and ended up being a camp counselor at the Manning Passing Academy. Right. If Dwayne Haskins was a Manning a, a counselor at the Manning Passing Academy, you think Dwayne Haskins would have went to to uh, to the Giants? I I just don't know. It's so you could they could have it. I, that's that. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, another one which probably could be in line with one of the worst drafts has to be the Houston Texans. Right. <laughs> Talk about just having your Christmas present and then the Grinch just coming up and stealing it. Right. Old, old, old Howie said, no Christmas for you. I mean, we spoke about this like, when we talked about the uh, birds. How complacent can you get? You... We said that about Houston. We were like, they have no line. How are they going to protect Watson? Right. And then they sit there at 23, just waiting, waiting. They see Dillard coming, creeping, who's supposed to be a top 10 pick. Right. Do nothing. Then they draft Titus Howard, who's a project. There's multiple other. Like, Cody Ford's out there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I know uh, Jawan. Uh, from Florida had mm-hmm. some Jawan knee injuries, cracked. So, all right. But still, Cody Ford's there. Like, they say, oh, his arm's too short. Guess what? You guys don't have anybody on the line anyway. Right. And you have a first-year offensive line coach there. So you're telling me this first-year offensive line coach is going to develop a, a tight end prospect for a small-tier college school to come out as – this left tackle that you need, like talk about it to protect Watson, oh, and then they had another reach in Sharping. Like, I don't. I, I, I guess because we have, they have three holes on that line, they decided to prob- probably address. But 
I don't know, just because they had an OT in front of their name when they were drafting? I have no idea. And then Lonnie Johnson, who has some you know issues moving his feet and getting in and in and out of um in right. and out of the routes with wide receivers. He's just a big body quarterback from Kentucky. It just it was just such a poor poor draft. You have Deshaun Watson back there running for his life. It it. <laughs> Uh, he might have ran out of the building that day. Uh, he may have. He may have. He may go. He may go back and play behind that Clemson line. But <laughs> problem is that Clemson. Have Trevor more Lawrence. Is, yeah, Trevor Lawrence is a much better quarterback. <laughs> oh, shots fired! <laughs> I told everybody when we were talking about this before that, and I don't know how many times I have to say that Deshaun Watson. I don't think is that good of a quarterback. So. I mean, he just happens to throw to probably one of the top receivers in football who decides to grab everything. Right. And it's just, I I don't know what they're doing. So he's going to have to run for his life once again. So you know what they should do? Send all their scouts home. Probably. Just like the Raiders. But I think this is where we differ, right? You you weren't such a you weren't a fan of the Raiders Raiders draft, and when I look back on it, I, I you know I liked it. I did like their pick. Um. I don't mind all their picks. It was the first round that gave me problems. I think there was value to be had, and they didn't serve that, right? There, there was a lot of good guys they could have got. Uh-huh. Well, I think, look at, all the, look at all the players that they drafted, right? So we're just looking at their top four between Farrell, Jacobs, Abram, and Mullen. Right. All played you're, in the you're, National you're Championship Yeah, because John Gruden watched one game. Well, Mike Mayock only watched yeah. one game. But May- Mayock's not bad, but still, it's his first time in GM. True. Right? We'll, we'll get to that, why mm-hmm. I say that. Uh, but still, like, drafting Cleveland Farrell was supposed to fall, like, the twins. I get it. High character guy. Probably would have went mid. But given the way the, uh, the board fell, it was, it was kind of crazy. Yeah, they could have. They could have went Ed Oliver, like some of us thought. They could have went White. Allen. They could have went Allen. I, well, I mean, I think it was good that they passed on Allen. I'm not as high on yeah, Allen or, as other. Or Bush other. too, like right. one of those linebackers to lead the way for you guys. The reason why Farrell went four is because the way that Farrell just abused Jonah Hill in the national championship game. And I and right, like you said, it was probably the only game that Gruden watched. If you wanted to watch one game that saw a dominant pass rush, I, just bully a dominant right. tackle, that was it. Trade back. Oh, you could have, but get something. Maybe he's maybe if he's their guy and he ends up performing and doing yeah. everything they want but, him to do, but you then know it what you do? Put up smoke that you white want white. Make Tampa force Tampa's hand. You could do that, but like they said, they have three first round picks. They drafted just to make sure that they didn't right, hit anybody. But they didn't play the board. That's and that's where the inexperience comes in. Absolutely. And I you agree. know another point for the inexperience, right? Mm-hmm. Not playing the board, getting nervous. Eagles traded up to twenty two. Gruden's freaking out. He's he's going, they're gonna steal my player. As in they were gonna steal Josh Jacobs, right. who Howie's never even drafted a running back until this year in the second. Right. They think he's gonna draft Josh Jacobs, and it's just perplexing. Like, how clueless are you with the draft that you think that the Eagles were jumping to do that? It's like, look who they got in front. They got in front of Houston. Right. You need an offense line out. Right. I mean, it. it's inexperience of how to play the board. Luckily, they're there for nine years, and they can do these types of things. It's a long <sighs> process that I think everyone needs to understand is that He's they're not firing John Gruden before no. the ten year period, so but, he's got time to build this team. Yeah, but that's my thing. You like you have three picks, right? You got rid of a lot of guys. I I understand it. You're mm. changing the culture. You're getting guys that you want in, but come on, get some value here. You, you drafted Cleveland, who's a reach. Mm-hmm. Let's just call it as it is. Jacobs reaching first. Uh, I mean. If you got him at twenty seven, would he be a reach? Uh, I I, I know you don't like Alabama running backs. Well, no, no, yeah, but me personally with Jacobs, the way he tested and all, like it, it gives me hesitation about drafting in the first. Okay, it, and it, he was it, the backup it, running back. Yeah, they split time. Right, but what you saw on field, but still, if, if I'm drafting a running back in the first, I want everything, right? I, I want the testing numbers, I want the on field, mm-hmm. 
everything. So it's also the pay scale. Jacob's exactly. Gonna be, Jacobs is going to be at right. A high price. So you want to know what you're going to get. And but I think sure. Abram was a good pick, and then my favorite I, pick out of all of them was Mullen. Hold on, hold on. Abram, can we talk about that for a second? Th- this guy would have been a great pick twenty years ago. Why do you say that? Because he's a hard-hitting safety, playing in the box. He's more of a linebacker than he is a safety. His ball skills, questionable. So, and I could see him getting hurt. I'm not saying he's going to get hurt, but playing the way he does, it scares me. I mean, we're going to see how this plays out. I just think that just based on those four picks, they have four starters on that but team. But the, the NFL has de-emphasized what Abrams great at, right? Oh, but you can say you can say that about a lot of players. Okay. You can say that, that about Joey fair, Bosa but too. I, the value wasn't there, right? Because right? it's another guy who's projected second round. Oh, I think the value is based on who's drafting, and the value is. What are you is making really, an argument for Jones now? No, I'm, I'm just no, no. <laughs> well, at at the end of the day, if, if if Jones ends up coming coming out and he ends up being competent, then it's like okay, but Look, we still could have had something. I, better. I do agree with you. I liked the rest of the Raiders picks mm. going on, but these are three of the top thirty players. Right, I know, I know. Give me a little more something. Yeah, but they have this first round pick next year too, so they got two picks next year. The, yeah, the, I just didn't like. They didn't play the board. If those are the guys you like, get more value. I hear you. I do hear you there. I mean, they're going to be moving to Vegas next year, I believe. The draft's going to be there. So I think there's... I think. But who's your star? Well, those, their star will be next year. But you don't... Who's the star on the Patriots? They're not moving to Vegas. <laughs> if they were, Tom Brady would be a hell of a sell. Oh... Well, Tom Brady doesn't count as like that. St- nobody, nobody really cares to that anymore. That team is, especially seeing them as much as I do firsthand in the stadium, it's not, it's not a Brady team. Brady is Brady now because when you need him to do the right to make the right throw at the right moment, he can do that. They want a Super Bowl grounded and pounded and being able to just play the Patriot way. Yeah. So maybe that's the same logic that. And Mayock is a Bill Belichick guy. So maybe he was trying to do it that way. I don't know. We'll see. That remains to be seen. But they're moving to Vegas, and one of the biggest activities in Vegas right now are pool parties and betting on NBA playoffs. Oh, uh, one more bad thing. Can we talk about bad teams just doing bad things, blowing bad smoke? How about San Francisco? John Lynch, they need players, and this guy is drafting a punter in the fourth round. (laughs) Yeah, I, I... I saw that, and I thought it was hysterical. What do you, what do you think Shanahan's done? Like, what the hell did well, the I report, join? the report just came out that there's some friction between the two of them, and they may be on the outs. So I guess that that's maybe something to consider, considering you're a punter in the fourth. You need to get rid of Lynch. He's made nothing but bad moves, man. I know, I know, I know. Man, you must have been really angry about that punter pick in the fourth round to stop talking about your degenerate gambling and the NBA playoffs with your Sixers. Yeah. That must have been very, very, very agitating for it you was, to watch. grinding my gears. I I just don't understand. Like, you know what? I A lot of GMs stepped up this year, and you saw them get better. Mm-hmm. But the ones who were bad, well, I shouldn't say the ones that, the ones that, that were clearly separated from the pack, that much left behind. I know. I know. But they, you know, those teams do that all the time. So it's not that big of a surprise that they did it again. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> moving on to the NBA. Let's talk some hoops. Go ahead. Your Sixers are in the playoffs. So, yeah. Kind of. Did you watch that game the other night? Man, that was ugly. They Sixers just win ugly. They get out these huge leads, right? First of all, they had no... They are lucky Danny Green missed that open three. 100%. But, I mean, I, I don't understand it sometimes. They, they get out these big leads, and then they have these terrible turnovers. Granted, Toronto's defense 
amazing one of the best right. out there. Uh, not taking anything away from them, but still, come on. Like, you're up 20 points. You have five guys who are supposed to be mm-hmm. all-stars. Like, brilliant GMs want to trade for all these players. Right. Well, guess what? They're gassed out there. Getting run off the court at the end. Barely scraping by. I mean, that's like the MO like this whole time. It's just like, can we run out the clock? Uh, uh, well, it's more of immaturity too, just based on not immature. Just right. it's, they're just young. Like Simmons is supposed to be the point forward on that team, and what are you rushing to move up and you know get the ball in the paint and then run out to what get JJ Redick a three and only take take ten seconds off the shot clock? That's not that's not how you want to play late in the game. Uh, I think that Jimmy Butler really needs to step up if they want if they're going to win this series. Did last game? I mean, it was. That's why. That's why they won. I mean, Uh, well, actually, I I thought the Pet Brown actually made a great coaching move, putting Embiid to guard Siakam, shut him down. No, that was that was probably one of the smarter Brett Brown decisions that he's made in his coaching career. I mean, that that single. Change probably ended up winning them the game. I haven't seen Toronto's offense look that bad. It it was it was difficult seeing LeBron James. Well, the reason why that they lost is because Drake was flipping out during that game. I mean, once he starts getting in the game, the Drake curse starts really coming out. So, but it, the one thing that does give me opti- optimism is that. We've yet to see indeed play a good game in this series. Well, didn't he have the flu or stomach yeah. virus or something? Right, so, sick. So. Um, and still shut down Siakam. So it, it, it'll be interesting to see if Nick Nurse, what, what he comes back with, right? right? If, if they're going to get um, Gasol more involved, trying to get him uh, off of uh, Siakam somehow. Uh, I, I don't, it'll be an interesting series. Sixers scare me. Just because the right. way they play, and I think I and we don't. He doesn't get enough credit, and just based on watching how they play, I really hope he stays in Toronto. I like Kawhi in Toronto. I think Kawhi has probably solidif- solidified himself as probably one of the top three players in the NBA. Just he, just just the way he's he's probably one of the only two way players in the NBA. Tell you what, really though, play. if they lose to the Sixers this series somehow. Got no, I think so too. I I would just hope that I would just hope that he stays. It's it just suits his personality. Too. Yeah, I I think the only way he, well, the one caveat to that is, with the Clippers, you have Doc. So right, Doc's right, a big right. personality as a coach can kind of accommodate that. And he runs a lot of sets. Yeah, so. and they have some big personalities out there. Right. Well, so. start at their owner. Their owner's, you know, screaming yeah, and yelling. Yeah, exactly. And so so I, I think he'd be all right. It's his hometown. Right. No, I agree. Um, it, it'll be an interesting series. I think we're going to have some wars of games. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Not for me. I might have a heart attack. But. <laughs> uh, Boston versus the Bucks. So, wait, before we go, so, you, oh. so do you think – I think this series goes to seven. I do too. So, and I, unfortunately, I think the Raptors, for home, just because of home court advantage, I think they ended I, up winning I, seven. I think the key, well, let me tell you this. I, I think the key game is this game three. Oh, absolutely. Coming up. If Toronto can manipulate Embiid playing Siakam and kind of switch things up, or Brett Brown, just goes back to old Brett Brown, mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, it's a pivotal game, man. Sixers go up 2-1, going back to home for game four, man. Mm-hmm. You put that up to 3-1, gets very, very interesting in favor of Sixers. No, it, that's getting ahead of myself, but I'm saying the cards are there. You the- play them right? Okay. So you have the Sixers in seven. I have Raptors in seven. Let's talk about the other game from last night, the Nuggets and, and Portland. I know the both of us really want just Dame to just run through and and just and win. he was, but he had no backup help. No, that nobody on that team played. What happened well. to CJ? And you know what's interesting? You better talk to Jennifer again, or Jennifer better reach out to him again and see what's going on. Yeah, but what I couldn't get was why Stott was just sticking with all the reserves. Like it was a weird game to watch. Also, the nut. First of all, Jokic is probably the best center in basketball, and I know that's a shot Whoa. at your boy Embiid, but Whoa. you know, I 
he he's just got some game and they run the, they run their offense through him. Jamal Murray hit everything that he threw up yesterday. I think you it, know it was a very weird game. Oh, I agree. I agree and I think this this game is going to go back and forth if CJ ends up complimenting Dame cuz Dame can't drop 50 again. And it's two after the Nuggets struggled with San Antonio, right? Granted one of the best coaches out there, right. if not the best. Who just signed a three-year extension. But still, you went through that hard-fart series, and Portland, granted it was a tough series, but they had some rest, extra rest. Right. And you come out like that, and terrible coaching, no adjustments. I know. I I know. Just, it, it was very disappointing for me to, to soak in after, yeah, right? We just got off our Dame fix. I know, I know. We... I want them to uh, – it's just because I want Portland to win. I think this series probably goes – just because the Nuggets match up so much better to Portland than they did with San Antonio, I think the Nuggets win in six. Yeah. And, and it's and it's really, really, really pains me to say that. Um, unless Portland adjusts and, and CJ helps Dame out, I think Cantor with his bum shoulders doing everything that he can. I think he went 26 and 15 last night. So – you know, I, but I think I need to go Nuggets in six. I'm, I'm gonna say, Nuggets sweep or Portland wins in seven. <laughs> I love that. I do love that. I love that. All right. So basically, so basically, I'm in the middle, and you're on e- on each side of the se- spectrum. I love that though. As, as usual. Yeah, as per usual. Yeah. No, I love that. I'm into that. Okay, so now we got the two games that are on tonight. Uh, Bucks and Boston is the first game. Tips off at eight o'clock. Talk about another sweet potential, man. I know. Boston is clicking. And we, we're, I, we're seeing... And we spoke about this. We spoke about this, how it doesn't right. really matter with Boston. It's just that... The, the rotation's down. I mean... But how about the Bucks not adjusting to the high pick and roll with Horford and Kyrie? I didn't understand that. I, I, I don't understand why they got so confused. You guys are... You guys seen a high pick and roll Be- how many times? From AAU to college, to high school to college... To now, right. you can't defend a high pick and roll. Well, I think we all know one of the greatest regular season coaches. Okay. One of the worst. It. I. I kind of thought this, but we nobody exactly saw this coming with the way the Bucks are designed. Right. Great regular season team. Mm-hmm. If those threes aren't falling, and talk about a team. With defense, man. Yeah, well, I, they can throw a lot of bodies at Giannis. That's 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 the key to this. I right. mean, when you when you and, when and you can get at him and, and disrupt I mean, him, it's yeah. a long game. Horford needs to stay out of foul trouble. Right. If he stays out of foul trouble, they get they're very successful. Jalen Brown's playing well. Uh, Tatum's back to his old self. Mm-hmm. He's not taking those stupid two point shots mid range. I know. Mid. I know. So and he's, he's actually driving. It's, and, it's interesting. Like, and Kyrie's playing like Uncle Drew. Yeah. And, until he says something stupid, then maybe <laughs> we'll go back to TMC Boston. <laughs> I have them in five. Boston in five. I like that. I could see a sweep. I, if if Boston ends up blowing the Bucks out at home again, the same way that they did two days ago, then. If Kyrie will. doesn't say something stupid. I agree. <laughs> I just really, I just can't have Boston win. Well, it doesn't really matter. I th- yeah. we both picked the Raptors to come out of uh, out of the East, but uh, I think Boston, the way that they're playing that series, is going to be very interesting because both of those. If the Bucks don't put up a fight and Boston's out of there in five and the Raptors and Sixers go to seven, then Boston's going to have a big advantage moving into the conference finals because they'll be much rested. And then the Raptors have just gotten out of a dogfight. Yeah, but they'll have too much time to shoot themselves in the feet, foot. <laughs> yeah, they'll uh, just be partying with the Bruins considering they're on a nice little playoff yeah. run. All right, so let's get to the most interesting series okay. per se. Golden State and the Rockets. Two teams that theoretically, if we didn't have conferences set up, would be projected to be your finals. Okay, I'll give you that. So, Rockets were right there. Uh, foul calls, as they say. I get it. It's gamesmanship. So, can we talk about this for a minute? Go for it. Uh, 
Golden State probably played one of the worst games that I've seen them play in in a very long time. They turned the ball over a lot. They weren't in much of a groove. Uh, and I'd like to say that's been their whole playoffs recently. It, oh it's run everything through Durant. It's everybody else is just. I just think rock. it's just a weird. I just think it's they've had a very weird season and a very yeah. and it's very very tough to three peat. So you have these types of. You know, runs like this, but they play very and, poorly. And Rockets throw you off your game. The way they play, right? It's just slow down, slow down. And you know what? It Rockets had a terrible shooting night. They had everything they want they, because they shoot. They're fucking shooting to get a foul call. Now I get it. You can't be in there and be under the player while while he needs to land. But don't jump into him and try to land on his feet. I actually didn't think that was egregious last night. No, time. no, I, I don't think so that, either. I just think well, I, that... Right, you do it so often. That, that's, that's not even what bothered me. I I just think they played a great game, and I'm not even going on the refs. I'm, I'm not putting any onus on that. I don't really care. Apparently they are. They yeah, just they, yeah, What did well, they just do? They just released a report about yeah, all about, about last year's Game 7. I, I don't care about really, that. That's all side because they're getting the ref that they don't like this next game. So they want to highlight it beforehand. Why? Because Chris Paul's a bitch, and he can't do anything uh, without his playing? Like, come on. Look, look at their defense, though. They they restricted Golden State from shooting the threes, and they made them take the twos, and it's just that their threes didn't fall. So right. I think if they stick to that again, and they're able to do that, they're going to come away with the game, um, this next game in Tonight. Golden State. Yeah. Um, I, it's interesting. I, I like the Rockets in seven. Wow. Okay. I like Golden State in five. And the reason why the reason why I say this is is more because I just I, Chris Paul could be one of my like least favorite players in the NBA, yeah. and and I just I just have a disdain towards the, him. The one thing I'll give you is I'm not sure what's up with Capella. So he had a terrible game last night. I just he's think just that missing plays that he usually makes. That's true, but I also have more faith that. At some point, Golden State's going to click, and they're not going to turn the ball 25 times. Turn over the ball 25 <sighs> times. I mean, and the way James Harden plays basketball, and, and Kobe Bryant had said this during the middle of the season, is that the way that he plays wins regular season games and wins you MVPs. But when you get to the playoffs, you're not going to – and you saw it, you're not getting those cheap foul calls from the three-point line that you get during the regular season where you can go to the line where you shoot 90% and – it's you shoot right, 90, 80, it, 70% from the field. Like nine I said, times nine. the game didn't matter. They just didn't get their threes to fall. They had the higher percentages. The math was there. Right. It was just wasn't an iron. Capella had a sloppy game. They, I mean, they they had the worst cards that could have fallen to them, and they were still right there. So that that's what gives me hope. I, I think they are able to see it out. Uh, if they're able to maintain defense and no injuries, right? right. We, we all know old CP3. Right. He's got a hamstring. The, hammy, the hammies is looking to pull. No, I, I, I do agree. It's just I, – I go just based on my disdain. It's probably more to be like Golden State and six to me. And I could easily see a sweep. I could – I just don't disdain think – Disdain for what? Harden? No, Chris Paul. Harden. Oh, Chris Paul. I, I, I don't like watching Harden either. I, I just don't like the way that they play basketball, if you want to call it that. It's just iso ball, shoot up, and then if if Capella can't if Capella can't get the offensive rebounds for the second chance points, and also Golden State's playing the drive for Harden very very well. They're not allowing him to get to the rim, and they're also not allowing him to toss the lob to Capella. That then's to your point, right? Yeah, I Capella. Butchered a few of them though, I know, right in his I know. hands. I, I know. just, I don't know. I don't know what was going on last night. They had some nice clean looks, and mm-hmm. it just wasn't falling. But I, I love the way they played their defense, and I, I think the tides get turned. Okay. You, you get up on this Golden State team. Although, look, they've had the resiliency. Right. I'm not counting them out, even though Durant. I won't go there, but. Uh yeah, it'll be a fun series. So you have the you have the Rockets in seven. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Golden State in six, and then and then we'll see how that goes, and then we'll do 
we'll do a a gentleman's bet for each for each game because I think we're on for the games that we don't agree on, which is just actually just for Golden State because I'm on the Raptors, you're a Sixers fan, so we won't I won't take that away from you. We both want Portland to win deep down, so All right. So gentlemen's bet on Golden State and the Rockets. Sold. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, that was really what we wanted to discuss. We spoke about the NFL draft. We spoke about how bachelorette parties decided to get ruined because they didn't know the NFL draft was down in Nashville. So, haha to them. But at the end of the day, um, everybody enjoy tonight. This is no holding back. And Hit we're, us up. we're out like Durant selling his house in California to and move on to New York. Yeah, baby. <laughs> this is no holding back.